Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Balls. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-assidious Louis Fox. That's right. I like I'm a good test to see if gold is real or not. I feel like Assidious is like a Star Wars character or some sort of like Spider-Man villain. <laughs> he's, he's the guy playing keyboards in the canteen scene. <laughs> no, isn't that the name of the Emperor Darth Sidious? I don't. Wasn't that Darth Vader? No, the above Darth, the, oh, the, you know, the, the boss. He, wasn't he just the, the Emperor? The boss guy. Yeah, he's Darth Sidious. Is I don't know. I, I've only seen because like... he's a Sith Lord. He's the Lord of Darth Vader. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know the Star Wars. Uh, Jeez, man, come on, power step it rankings. Up. <laughs> That's why I gave you the option for it to be Spider Man too. But you, I don't know that one either. Too. That's the thing. If you're Jeez, like, man, I need some early 1980s Daredevil. I could probably give you a couple of facts. It's funny, like I was uh, hanging out with uh, a buddy of mine who is like a Marvel comic book junkie. And uh, and I was telling him, I'm like, oh, yeah, my brother had like the first, you know, Spider-Man because my brother was a big Spider-Man collector. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, he had all the ones from like the late 70s and 80s. And he's like, well, the first Spider-Man actually appeared in 1952. And the, that collection's not worth anything. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Way to, way to ruin my one comic book sort of uh you know claim to fame well i had a similar so i had a guy contact me for a whip repair and i'm like look it's cheaper to buy that same new whip yeah than it is for me to fix it because it's a garbage whip i didn't say it's a garbage whip he goes it was my dad's and he died like in a horrible car accident and i was like <laughs> I mean, I can fix it, but... <laughs> so I'd like you to fix it and put all new... You <laughs> replace it with all new things. We're going to... Can you put my dad's ashes in it? Uh, no. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd get that. Cool. So uh, you, it looks like you're back home. You're off You're off tour, man. And uh, Or no, you're in, are you, you're in the middle of your tour. Yeah, I'm a week into it. And I've already uh, put a new radiator in my car. You've already lost $4,000. In a small town. I come back to my car and there's like a pool of fluid under it. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I think that's what you get from when I was on tour out there and you like, I let you borrow my car. I flew you out there to, and borrowed my car and then you left my car in like shabby disarray twice. <laughs> in, in, in my defense, I arrived with your car in shabby disarray. <laughs> no, no. I like I flew back and my car had like a donut on it. It was missing like a bumper. You there was a the small car, family living in it. The car had four ball tires when I got there. No, not not true at all. <laughs> not true at all. It was missing a window. One time I flew back and there was a like a a wall of snow like built around my car. And I had to use your giant spoon that you had left in my vehicle to shovel it out luckily you left that but <laughs> gee i wouldn't have gotten out well i saw this kid spin off the road the other day so i pull over i'm like you okay he's like yeah he's like you got a shovel i'm like nope and i'm like you want me to call someone he's like oh, i'll call someone i'm like all right have a good day peace, peace out <laughs> see ya you did your job man you, you did your due diligence as a uh 
you know, a caring member of society. Yeah, the kid looked at me like, you're just going to go? And I'm like, there's nothing I can do. You're calling someone. Well, you're going to hang out with him. You should have probably hung out with him until I that person arrived. <laughs> like, I could do your taxes. I've got some trail mix, dude. I can make I can make you a bull whip. <laughs> and uh, so he's all right. Everything's good. As far as I knew, when I left, you got treaded tires. You got like the uh, all weather tires. You got like the studded tires. I bought the medium one at the discount tire. Smart, smart. <laughs> yeah. You got to get the the studded tires, man. Those are the way to go. Those are annoying. Yeah, would yeah. annoy the hell out of me. All right, Louis. Well, let's get to some stories. Let's do it. Let's get to some weird stuff. This story comes from UPI.com. That's a news source more reliable than the tracking number on airline luggage. You don't think that's reliable? Definitely Why did they put not. it there? Why would they put it on there? You know that whenever you, you have lost luggage, they always ask, they go like, I'm like, here's my baggage number. And they're like, yeah, what's your ticket number? I'm like, you, this, I think the baggage number is more important than the tickets. No, they always, don't they always just scan the little barcode on the thing? They always take my ticket. They never take my, I always feel so proud that I don't lose that little stub they give you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I always put the stub on the back of the ticket. Little travel hack. Yeah. Well, when they do, if they do that for me, I'm like down, but now it's all e-tickets. What am I going to do? Stick it on my phone? Yeah, I don't do the e-tickets. I'm always like hard tickets, man. Actually, sometimes I'll do both. Uh, anyway, so it goes like this. <laughs> the Story hard goes and like... soft ticket. <laughs> exactly, like, dude. It's like a good Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, burrito. man. Yeah. It's, it's like the, you know, the multi-wrap like thing. The... It's great. <laughs> it's like the gordita of travel. Exactly, dude. All right, here we go. Suitcase lost by airline turns up four years later after detour to Honduras. The, in the strange twist of fate, she was actually going to Honduras, but she got <laughs> bumped from the flight. So the suitcase where is, is where it's supposed to be. <laughs> they should they should have a separate passport for suitcases just to see like who has traveled more, you or your suitcase. <laughs> the airline should just have like an Indiana Jones line on the map for you in their app that shows you where yeah. you, where your stuff is going. And it goes, an Oregon woman whose suitcase was lost during a United Airlines flight home from Chicago said she was reunited with the bag four years later and it took a detour to Central America. And came back full of cocaine. <laughs> I would love for it to like come back and it's like completely different. It's the same bag, but like all different clothes and like different toiletries and family member pictures. <laughs> April Gavin posted a series of videos on TikTok explaining how her luggage was lost by the airline when she flew home from a business trip to Chicago in August of 2018. <laughs> I like how this is like the defining moment of her life. She's like that time she marks it on her calendar every year. She lights a candle. Well, I'm always like shocked when they lose bags because like this woman, we're looking at the TikTok video right now and it, she still has the t the original tag on it. So it's like, how did this not get back to her? Like, where did this go? It's like the purple heart of her, her trip home from Chicago. It's like the message in a bottle that's been floating around for a hundred years that washes up on the beach, but it's her luggage essentially it's essentially the, the travel version of like when you have a text from a friend who died and you don't delete the text 
I guess. That's a, I don't know about that analogy. Gavin said after several months of searching, the airline informed her that the bag's disappearance was a mystery. She was compensated for some of her lost items, but not all of them, Gavin said. So I think at this point with her being compensated, though, the airline owns the bag now. She doesn't own it. Yeah, I would. I don't know, though. I don't think like when they compensate you, you don't sign off. Like if we find the bag, we then own own it. Well, because at some point they auction them off because there's a new show on Netflix about the baggage auction. <laughs> well, yeah, but those are for bags that are have been unclaimed and then they've contacted the people and they are unresponsive. Right. No, it's a mix of things. It's like they've tried the stuff they've tried to find the owners of and then stuff that I think the airline ends up buying out. Gotcha. Gavin said she was shocked to receive a phone call this week informing her that her suitcase had turned up at an airport in Houston. She said she was further surprised to be told it had arrived on a flight from Honduras. <laughs> it's like, of all the places to go, Honduras. I mean, Honduras is pretty awesome. I, I... So, I mean, maybe, maybe the bag was just kicking it on a beach, like, you <laughs> know, taking it in. <laughs> Ran out of savings. It was time to come home. You could go, you could go to Oregon or you could hang out in Honduras for four years. <laughs> it, like worked for the Peace Corps. It was being used to shuttle around clean filter water. It was building some houses with Jimmy Carter <laughs> and Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> It was in Honduras, and who knows where else it went, Gavin said in the video. But it came from Honduras, went to Houston, Texas. They called me. That's good. I mean, that's a weird call, because I'd be like, what? No. Now, Yeah, I, I, what do, what do you, uh, I mean, why would they even call her? That's the thing. It's like. <laughs> yeah, I would just throw it away. It's like that old joke where they're like, hey, for, for those people who lost a roll of hundred dollar bills in the parking lot we found your rubber band <laughs> well so years ago i had a package sent to me forgot about it and like a couple years later it showed up in the mail and i was uh, like what is this <laughs> i was like if i was the postman and i saw a the postmark and it had like a dollar of postage when postage had like tripled like why we even deliver it I bet this is just a ploy by United, like when news is bad about them, like the airline industry is right now. They're like, oh, here we go. We'll just release this story. We'll just release a few bags to yeah. their owners. They got a bullpen of bags. They just hold, they hold them hostage and then send them out for good press. Gavin said the bag was slightly damaged and worn, but its contacts contents were intact she said united airlines told her part of the difficulty in tracking the bag was that it hadn't been properly scanned when she checked it before flying to chicago so part of the reason it wasn't properly scanned is united effed up yeah pretty much <laughs> that's why you got to get the tile trackers man i got tile trackers for all my bags oh now. it's apple trackers now they work better no that's i mean that's what i'm saying the apple trackers yeah i actually just look my bags are in my car in uh minneapolis right now and so i just checked it this morning they're still there nice i just looked at mine right now and mine are in my garage <laughs> you're not currently being robbed <laughs> they did not get taken out within the last half an hour <laughs> nice <laughs> all right what do you think louie i'm glad she got her stuff back well actually it doesn't say she got the the bag back yeah it does in the tiktok video she got the bag oh, and yeah. all the contents oh, and yes. she's showing the contents and it's like essentially almost half of it's all makeup <laughs> it's, it's it's a moldy sandwich it's what used <laughs> yeah to, right it's the dust of what used to be a pineapple and jimmy Hoffman. <laughs> and uh what was her puppy <laughs> all right i like it yep
This story comes from KSBW.com. That's a news source more reliable than putting baby in the corner. Uh, do you not want to do that? Is you that not a good thing? Definitely don't put baby in the corner, no. That's what I've been doing this whole time with our baby. <laughs> Have you never seen, was it Dirty Dancing or? Now. <laughs> Is that a person? <laughs> yes. It's... Named baby? No, the d- Dirty Dancing. He's the guy on the street corner who dances for change. No. What is there a person named Baby? Yeah, her nickname Dance? is Baby. Oh, you don't put her in the corner. Yeah. What happens when she's in the corner? I haven't seen that movie in so long, but that's like the famous. She quote gets more dirty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or or collects dust. All right, here we go. Swedish government moves to get rid of permits needed for dancing. That's. Cool. I mean. All those teenagers going out to the club got got to get their permits checked. Right, they got got to go down to city hall. That's why city hall is the most busy at Friday at four o'clock, <laughs> just before closing time. <laughs> Who knew that Sweden was the Amish of the Nordic world? <laughs> it, it is. All right, Sweden's center right coalition government wants to cut red tape when it comes to dancing by abolishing. A decade-old requirement for restaurants, nightclubs, and other venues to obtain permits before they let patrons shimmy and sway. Who who enforces this? You're like the dancing permit guy. Well, I, uh, at least they're not doing it per person, right? Like you have to you, have your <laughs> dancing license. You're like, <laughs> your robot's garbage. You don't your tick your TikTok uh, dance video needs at least two hundred views and seven <laughs> likes to get a permit to apply. <laughs> yeah, well, they're doing it per establishment, I guess. And uh, yeah, I wonder I wonder if like each establishment has like a different dance permit. Like, OK, this one's just for four square. This one's for, uh, you know, head, you know, shoulder, hands on shoulders and hands on hips. This yeah. one's for dirty. You know, that <laughs> you can have Latin night, but that's it. The proposal made Thursday means the venues no longer would need a license to organize dances. Instead, as a general rule, they would only need to register with the police, which can be done verbally and does not cost anything. I would totally be like, I told that cop we were going to be dancing. Yeah. <laughs> what happens? Like, can you not have, do you need a permit for like a flash mob or something? Do you need a permit to have fun in Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, no, you just have to tell a cop, hey, I'm planning on having fun later tonight. Hey, is it cool if I have a good time? Go for it. <laughs> Applying for a permit incurs a fee of at least a 700 kroner, 67 bucks for the establishment. As it is now, owners can lose their liquor and business license if police officers come by and find out that a venue did not have authorization to let patrons dance. But that's the thing. Like, are you the restaurant owner? If people just start dancing, you got to shut them down. Yeah, right. Someone jumps up on the table. What happens if one of those like weird honky tonk? line dance breaks out it's, everyone starts doing the the what is it, the rumba or where your hands are on your shoulders <laughs> yeah. your business goes bankrupt because billy ray cyrus was playing over on the jukebox <laughs> someone had a really cool ringtone <laughs> it is not responsible for the state to regulate people's dance justice minister gunnar stromer said in a government statement by removing the requirements for a dance permit we also reduce bureaucracy and costs for entrepreneurs and others who organize dances i mean at the end of the day it's 67 dollars to the venue yeah i mean even if i didn't have dances at my venue i would just go get the permit can you see sally struthers in this commercial 
for as little as $5 a day, <laughs> you can sponsor a restaurant to have dancing. <laughs> Swedish media outlets welcome the movie to abolish the dance permits, which have been called outdated and moralistic. More is that moralistic? Yeah, I think it's like a, like a Baptist thing where like you can't dance. Gotcha. The government proposed having the change take effect on July 1st, although it requires parliamentary approval. I feel like this is one of those weird ways of like um, the government, right? Where like you got to get this through parliament. It's like when people pray that like the sandwich at the restaurant will be good. I'm like, I don't think God cares about your hoagie. Yeah, it's true. Well, I just would love for it to get held up on the floor of their parliament like they're arguing about it for like three days in 2016 the swedish parliament voted unanimously unanimously to do away with the permits but the requirements still exist in law and is enforced swedish broadcaster svt said that for the past 20 years lawmakers from every party except the social democrats have favored abolishing the permits those social democrats hate dancing right now it's true it leads to capitalism. <laughs> leads to being Finland. <laughs> what do you think about this, Louis? I'm glad they're trying to free the dancing. Yeah, I mean, I think all of this stuff, like, you know, I think Oregon just passed a, like, you know, took the law off the books that you can't own slaves, like, <laughs> last year or something like that. Finally. Yeah, right? It's just like, it's sort of, like, weird that these archaic laws just sort of exist and they aren't like just mandatory taken off well fairly recently washington had the teen dance ordinance i don't know if you remember this but no it was like if they served alcohol at a venue the concert had to end at 10 p.m mm. so you would have you'd have all these bands if there's like, underage people there yes yeah yeah so if um let's say metallica is playing in portland you're like metallica played seven hours last night in portland and then they get to Seattle. They can only play that eight to ten. And they have to stop. Gotcha. And you're like, oh. interesting. Yeah, get rid of that. Yeah. Come on now. It's a recent change. And lower the liquor laws, <laughs> liquor age. <laughs> I got in an argument with my my dad the other day because like I have a 17 year old niece, and she just went to Hawaii with my brother. And I was like, do you think he gave her alcohol? And he's like, no. And I was like, wow, that's that's more that's probably better than her going with me because I don't think I would stop her. And he's like, she's only 17. I'm like, yeah, who gives who gives a shit? She's an adult. <laughs> she's a, clearly an adult. <laughs> I was drinking when I was 13. Like, yeah, she's got four years on me, man. Exactly. Yeah, no, we let Ella have a little sippy sip here and there. Yeah, absolutely. We do all the time when she comes and visits us. I like that we did that virtual show that Ella was producing. And Erica goes, can Ella have some wine? And she pours Erica like a frosty mug of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only one that had concerns about it, by the way. All right. I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? You can catch me all around North and South Dakota, and I may dip my toe into Montana. Ooh. Uh, in, I know. If you're in any of those areas, uh, shoot me a note. Where can they catch uh, the Matt Baker? 
I am hanging out at home. Uh, we do. I'm going on a date night with Erica. We're going to the symphony. So that was like our big excursion without the baby. Ooh, is and this uh, the first excursion. Uh, we did go out to dinner once when Erica's mom was here, and uh, we lasted an hour. Nice. Yeah. We, we had um, when Ella was little. We had a neighbor kid babysitter. Like it was like mm. the first time leaving Ella with someone that wasn't a family member, and. It was like a kid, but her parents lived across the street. So we come home, and she's like, oh, Ella was good. She was a little fussy, so I gave her a bunch of Gatorade. Like, <laughs> she's like six months old. <laughs> she seemed dehydrated, man. I want to get her electrolytes up. She was shooting hoops all day. <laughs> <laughs> what are you seeing at the symphony? We're just seeing some uh, Mozart. Ooh, so. nice. Yeah, I know. And I have a new appreciation for classical music now that we're playing it almost every day for our baby. Ah, very cool. So other than that, folks, if you want to sign up for our Patreon, you can do so by going to our website and clicking on the Patreon link. Yep, that's oddandoffbeat.com for as little as a few dollars a month. Matt will FaceTime you playing classical music. Absolutely. I will give you a review of the Mozart, Eugene Symphony's Mozart. <laughs> If you want to check out our other podcasts, you could do so by going to the Moisture Festival podcast or just Googling Moisture Festival podcast, wherever you got this podcast at. Exactly. You can hear us interview uh, all sorts of performers from all around the world. Other than that, folks, we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye.